0: Download all the past bits and best interviews with new things added each week at jiggyjaguar.com. We're back here on the Jiggy Jaguar, you're speaking with a good friend, Old Navy. Old Moby Scott, back on the program. Uh, wow, some, some fast. We talked. You had some. Uh
1: Some great accomplishments. I hear uh, pro cards and other things. Oh, you've been hearing things, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. I've been backing the wrong people. (laughs) Last time, the last time we talked, I had won, I guess, a world championship up in Toronto. And um, as of last November, I did a total of uh, from 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 May from March of 2005 until um, the first of November, I did a total of 16 contests. Matter of fact, in 2006, I did 10 shows in 10 months, so I averaged about one contest every four weeks. And uh, that was kind of fun. We'll talk about the diet and nutrition of getting ready for 10, oh, yeah. to ten months. Um, fortunate enough, a couple of really good things happened. I've won a total of 32 weight, height, age, and three best poser trophies. I'm kind of proud of the three best poser trophies because wow. Normally, 60 year old guys uh, don't win best poser. It usually goes to the 20 uh, somethings, but. Uh, I managed to impress a few judges, and uh, especially, you know, I guess the the best poser uh, trophy gets awarded because the audience screams allowed us for a certain guy, so I (laughs) (laughs) screamed out a little bit, and and the judges gave me some trophies, which was really nice. But the highlight of my year uh, was uh, in September at the National Gym Association uh, uh, contest in Duluth, Georgia. I was fortunate enough to be awarded my Master's Pro Card, which means I am now a professional master. Bodybuilder. Wow. About a month, uh, two months later, in Canada, at the INDF International Drug Free Athletics Canadian Classic Two, yeah. I was awarded a second Masters Pro card. So I hold a Masters Pro card from the United States, and I hold a Masters Pro card from Canada. And then the final neat thing that happened uh, in 2006 to cap off a year, a couple of things. Uh, First, bodybuilding.com, the website named me the Over 40 Amateur Bodybuilder of the Year 2006, Damn! and I won about two or three days later. I passed the test. Uh, It took me a long time to do it, but I passed the test in the uh, National Federation of Professional Trainers Certified Personal Training Course, and I'm now a certified personal trainer at the age of 63. Just picked up that credential. (laughs) A couple of other interesting things that happened this year. So it's been a good year, but uh, from what I understand, you want to talk about food. Yes. Yeah, a, a lot of people I uh I've gotten a lot of feedback from
0: uh people just listening to the interviews we've done with everybody, from you to Flex Wheeler to others. Uh, I talked to guys in the gym, I talked to guys at uh the different uh combat athletic events that I go to and, partic- and uh, participate in and uh, it it's always nutrition. Uh we talked to doctor Doctor David Ryan, uh couple of weeks ago on the broadcast from bodybuilding.com, and he said that uh, somebody came up to him one time and said, uh, you know, what, what, what's the best program to, to get me huge, or uh, what's the best program i want to lean out, and he was saying, well, you know, it, it doesn't matter uh, what you do. It's a matter of what you do after you're done in the gym, what you do before, the, the eating part of the whole thing, and uh, you had some heck
1: of accomplishments. Um how did you change your diet? What was your diet before one well, year? Well, first of all, the one thing I learned very quickly, um, I work out very hard. Yeah. I lift lots of weights. I do lots of cardio, lots of aerobics, skip rope, do a whole bunch of stuff. It doesn't matter. In my training, 80% of what I want to accomplish, I accomplish at the table. That's what it's all about. I don't care how much you work out. I mean, these guys that, that go into the gym and they lift tremendous weights, and then they go over to McDonald's and have a Big Mac and fries and a shake, and <laughs> wonder why that, they're, that, they're not, that their muscles aren't showing but their belly is. It's diet. Eighty percent of what you want to accomplish in training, I don't care if it's for bicycling or roller skating, rollerblading, or skiing or football or bodybuilding or karate, 80% of what you're going to accomplish you're going to accomplish with your diet and your nutrition because that's that's the important part. That's the important part of muscle building. That's the important part of energy. That's the important part of using what's in your cells to to give you the strength to uh, achieve what you want to achieve in the gym or, or on a on a floor or, an, or on a football field. Now my you know I, I'm I'm of a school that um, you know the animal kingdom. I, I kind of look at the animal kingdom. Yeah. A the animal kingdom grazes. You see, you know, you walk you go past the field you see cows, you see sheep, you see horses, and they're eating all the time. Slowly, slowly eating all the time. They're grazing. Now, we animals, the humans, we, we like to go bang, bang, bang. We have bam, a breakfast. Yes. And then we have bam, a lunch. And then we have bam bam nice big dinner, and then we go to bed. So, your body is, is misusing everything that it's given. For instance, at night, uh, when, you, when you have that big dinner at night and you go to bed, all your body doing is it, 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 it protects itself. See, so what it's doing, it can't use that food because there's nothing going on, so it stores it. It stores it as fat. Yeah. So, so my philosophy is, uh, you know, I eat, and, and, and it takes a lot of work. You know, bodybuilding and competitive bodybuilding is a lifestyle, and life, part of the lifestyle is eating. You eat a lot. You eat a lot of food. More importantly, Jim, uh, is that you eat more often. Okay. So I start my day uh, with a shake in the morning. Before I go to the gym, just a, a you know, one scoop and eight ounces of water, I've got some protein in me. I go to the gym, and I pound it away. Right after I work out, within 15, 20 minutes, I've already got a shake made of four or five egg whites, two scoops of protein powder, and maybe a scoop of glutamine, and then that's my breakfast. And then about 11 o'clock in the morning, chicken, vegetables, um, very lean beef, vegetables, and if I, if, when I get into the office in the morning, if I'm on a bulking up, I'll have a bowl of oatmeal. If I'm on a cutting phase, I'll have some grapefruit, but either way, I'm eating something. Then about 11 o'clock, I have the chicken or the beef, or the fish, and the vegetables. Then at 1 o'clock, have another shake. Two scoops and 12 ounces of water. About 3 o'clock in the afternoon, again, fish, or chicken, vegetables, real lean beef. And and that's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then in the evening, with my wife, we'll have dinner. Usually a piece of fish, lean beef, or chicken, vegetables, and that's that's the meal. Now, it's a lot of food. Oh yeah. Ton of food. But if you're working in the if you're working in the gym, now I put on uh you know, when I started uh, my when I did my last contest in November when I won my pro card up in Canada, I weighed hundred and forty one pounds. I'm a bantamweight. weight. Um and I competed in the lightweight class and took fourth up there in that and I also won my masters pro card in the uh in the seniors. And I weighed uh, uh, for the tw- uh, ten contests that I did in uh, 2006. I averaged about 140, 141 pounds. The year before, I did six contests, and I averaged about 137, 138 pounds. So, you know, I, I add—you can't add a whole lot of muscle every year—but I've been able to add um, oh four or five pounds each year. Now, this year, uh, 2007, this is my goal. Uh, I weigh right now today, speaking with you—excuse <coughs> me, speaking with you on the telephone. 164 pounds, which is the most I've ever weighed in my life. Wow. Yet, I have 7% body fat. And on the stage, back in November, I weighed 141 pounds, and I had 4% body fat. So I've, I managed to pick up about 23 pounds and only 3% body fat. That's because of what I'm eating. I'm eating a ton of food, but it's what you call clean. It's not, it's not junk.
0: Well, I'll tell you, that's a... <laughs> That's a hell of a lot of information to hit a person with first off, friend. (laughs) This is a quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll tell you the uh, the the thing that I've always heard is that people will have, and and I don't understand this. Maybe you can explain to me this. They'll they'll have a a pre-workout meal, and a post-workout meal, and their pre-workout meal, great stuff, all sorts of fruits and vegetables and things. Their post-workout meal is fast food.
1: Oh no! Or time.
0: they switch it, and I'm like, "Why can't it be both?"
1: Well, yeah, uh, I, I do not, I do not go to McDonald's or Wendy's. I don't want to fight anybody, or yes. Burger King, or Kentucky Fried Chicken, or or, or Wendy's, or uh, uh, you know, Subway. I don't, yeah. I don't go to any of those places. I, and, and this is where it's tough. Okay, I have a full time job. I have to, I have to do this the night before at home. Now, my wife is. Extremely supportive of her old man, what I'm doing. She just she, she helps me buy my food, but I prepare it. And she asks me what I need, and when I say egg whites, you know, I'm not Rocky. I'm not going to sit there and uh, and drink, you know, and put the eggs in the thing and drink it down and have it drip down my face onto the floor. Um, I buy um, liquid egg whites, 100% liquid egg whites from the grocery store in a carton. So when I pour them into a blender a cup of that, it's it's 100% egg whites. And I put in two scoops of protein powder in that and eight eight ounces of water and put it in the blender for about 15, 20 seconds, and all of a sudden I have a smoothie. And I put that in a container, put a top on it, and put it in the refrigerator. And I make two of those, one for in the morning and one for for 11 o'clock, or one for uh, 8.30, and one for um, um, one in the afternoon. I do that the night before. Um, I get plastic containers with plastic tops, Tupperware type, and put it. Put my other three meals that I'm going to use that day in in that. So I'll have steak and vegetables in one. I may have a piece of fish and vegetables in another, and maybe a piece of chicken and vegetables in another one. And I'll put those in the refrigerator. And in, in the morning when I wake up, I. I, I, I Soft chest with artificial ice, and I keep it right by my desk. So if I need at my eleven o'clock meal, when I need to go down, I take the, one of those containers. I go down to the uh, kitchen at my office and uh, stick it in the microwave for a minute, and there's my meal. It's no fuss, no muss, and I don't go out for lunch. I because I, you know, I just I, I work, I stay at my desk, and I eat those I eat these meals. So I'm eating five or six meals a day. It's a lot, it's a lot, but yet it doesn't interfere with my work and it doesn't interfere with my lifestyle. And it gives me what I need throughout the day. Instead of, instead of bam, 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 I'm a grazing bodybuilder. And it gives me a, about every two hours, I'm replenishing uh, with protein, carbs, fat. And uh, it's just for me, it just works. And it keeps my body lean. As I said, I'm 164 pounds and 7% body fat. I just did a caliper uh, a couple of days ago, and that's where I am. I'm trying to keep track of this now and my uh, next contest.
0: Now, some people, when they uh, get real heavy into bodybuilding or they, they supplement weights with uh, their other sports, whether they're a soccer player, football player, whatever, they they have their training now. Either the coach has given them stuff or they've tested their training. So the training's fine, and then the nutrition comes in, and they think, well, I can put all sorts of crap into my body, but as long as I'm taking whey protein and creatine and all these supplements, I'll be fine. Why do people think that, and what are the results for the people that are sitting out there thinking, hey, that sounds like a good idea?
1: Well, it's basically, it's the same thing, and uh, I'll go, I'm going to throw a little naturalness at you now. It's the same thing that guys have said, hey, you know, I can get big muscles. All I have to do is stick a needle up my butt and, uh, and uh, call it uh you know, uh, refreshment, and uh, then I can go and lift more weights because I put steroids and androids, and uh, if I want to lose weight. I can do it with diuretics. There's a lot of ways to do things. Yeah, you, know, you, you can you can fake it, but uh, I'm I'm a I'm a natural athlete, and I try to compete on a level playing field. And, and you know, if the guys are younger than me, you know, they're still I'm still going to give them a run for their money because I'm going to be on the same playing field that they are. And that's uh, whatever I am when I sit yeah. on the stage, there I am. Oh yeah, you know, there is no I supplement. I do something. I take, uh, but I supplement the things that are natural in the body. Now, a steroid user would say, "Well, then you're not natural." But what, I, what I'm talking about, <coughs> is I do some creatine, yeah. do some glutamine, I do some branched chain amino acids, I do flax, you know, fish oil, yeah, and I do, uh, um, you know, during the contest season when I'm cutting, I, I use uh, some of the Beverly products. I do Lean Out and, and Energy Reserve and uh, Muscularity. Well, those are all fine and, and, and good products. But the the whole idea of of doing, you know, that you can go ahead and eat what you want as long as you've got these other supplements, that's not what the supplements are for. The supplements are not for um, losing or or diet. The supplements are for adding muscle. And and the only way you can add muscle is to add fuel, and the fuel is food. You know, you can take all the creatine you want. It's not going to add muscle. Creatine will give you some strength in the gym. You can take all the glutamine you want. Glutamine does not add muscle. Glutamine gives you recovery. Yeah. You can take all the, you know, amino acids are essential, and they go into the cells and they help develop muscle. But you've got to have protein. You've got to have carbs. You've got to have a good, good fat. And you don't get that with, with a Big Mac and fries or, or Whopper or, or Taco Bell. It just doesn't work. So, you know, these and these guys actually do that. I've seen them do it. They work and they're, they're, they're huge. They're, they're monsters, and they're lifting. They're they're deadlifting 350, 400 pounds, and then they're and they're just great big men. And then they're going and they're they're buying uh, three Big Macs and they're eating them right away. And that's their that's their protein. That's not protein.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what's, what's your um,
0: opinion on some of these places? Like there's a uh, a chain of clubs in Kansas called Genesis, and they've got, you know, they. They've got everything. They've got the clothing line. They've got the the workout stuff. They've got the smoothie bar. What is your opinion
1: of some of these places that have the smoothie bars? Well, um, um, I, they, I they have one at my gold Gym in Birmingham. and yes. I never used it because what I do is uh, I'm a label reader, reader. Yeah. I read the label. I see what's in these things, and the first thing I look for is sugar, and then I look for fat. And then I look for some of the other things. Uh, you know, if it's not sugar, then I look for saccharin. I look for, you know, substitutes. I look for the chemicals in there that I don't want. And, um, you know, I, I turn them down. And I, but if I, I do I eat the snack uh, protein bars? Sure I do. But I also read the labels on those protein bars. Because you can have what they call energy bars. Energy bars are full of carbs and they're full of sugar. They're terrible for you. But, it, but if you get one that's got 30 grams of protein and... 24 carbs, and 8 sugar, that's fine. Go for it. You know, and, and that may even have 6 or 7 grams of fat. Excellent. But you get some of these uh, snack bars, and it says 14 grams of fat, um, you know, th- salt, and it's got uh, uh, 20, 20 grams of carbs and tw- 20 grams of protein and 20 grams of sugar. You don't want that one. Read the labels. And you got to read the labels in the smoothies, too, because there's a lot of stuff in the smoothies. It's a drink. It's it's refreshing. It's got a lot of sugar in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I see guys, uh, a, a buddy of mine who works on it, uh, actually manages at Genesis here pretty close. Uh, I go over and talk to him every once in a while,
1: and I see people at their fricking smoothie bars, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Well, I, I have—I've I, I mean, got a smoothie joke, but I do not a story, but another story. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend uh, who, who kept gaining weight at yeah. the gym, and uh, he said, "He said, but I'm all eating these—I'm eating these these protein bars." And I said, "Well, how many are you eating a day? Oh, no, eight or ten. <laughs> how, how about one? He <laughs> couldn't figure out why you kept gaining weight. I was eating all these healthy protein bars, eight or ten a day. <laughs> My God! You know, <laughs> but, but here's, the, here's the problem. You know, you know, guys. You know, personal trainers. All right. Now, here, here's a, now I'm a personal trainer, and one of the things that a personal trainer is not supposed to do, not, is recommend supplements, and they're not supposed to recommend diet. I mean, it's really it says in your yeah. charter that that's you know you're not a doctor. You 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 can't prescribe uh, uh, treatment for. Sprains and fractures, and, and you can't rehabilitate. You've got to bring people here after they're rehabilitated when they're deconditioned and coming back again. So, uh, personal trainers, a lot of these personal trainers are giving advice that they really shouldn't be giving because they're not nutritionists and they're not doctors. They're not, uh, you know, they're not health care specialists. They're personal yeah. trainers helping people get into better condition or change their lifestyle. But so, personal trainers generally don't know a lot about or they may know a lot about diet, but they're really not supposed to talk about it because that's not part of their charter. And if they say something wrong or they do something harmful to one of their clients because, you know, they, they, they recommend such and, such and such and such, and the guy is, uh, is, is uh, lactic, uh, dependa- you know, uh, uh, can't have lactic, and he's, and he's, all, he's all, all of a sudden on that and he gets sick, you know, who's liable for that? that's the thing. And then uh, another thing that I wanted to
0: touch base with you on is, uh, there was a good buddy of mine just recently. I'd say about a year ago, um, he went off to te- he, he was a good buddy of mine in high school, and he was kind of a sh- you know short, skinny kid, and he went off and played football and got huge down in Texas, just humongous. And he was probably I'd say 285, 300 pounds, probably God, maybe five eight, five nine. He comes back and he decides he starts working at it, the gym that I'm working at, it, and he decides, well, he's got yes, to. The guy that runs it is an amateur masters class bodybuilder. Guy's got to be at least 70, and he looks great. He looks he looks better than you know most of these 20 year olds running around here. And you know, my friend is just like, hey, I want to be like him, so he dieted down and. He put himself through hell. He did He, he did the old man's workout, and in all due respect to the old man, because I tell you, he could run some people over on stage. There, there were some times that he would go to competitions, and he'd come back the next week on, on a Monday, and he'd be like, Yep, the old man went and kicked him out over the weekend, and it's great <laughs> it's stuff. But Levi would put himself through all sorts of hell. He'd do his workout, but then at the same time, his diet he tried to get him on a diet to where he could cut down. Well Levi wasn't gonna hear, he was gonna do his own thing. Sure. So he pretty much he drank protein shakes, whey protein shakes, and lean cuisine pizza and he got down from what was it, two eighty five down to one twenty. And he was gonna stop at one sixty. But he yeah. just kept losing weight and his abs kept coming out and he kept looking good. he got all the way down to one twenty and he was, he was cut, he was ripped, but he didn't have any energy. Yeah. And he was getting sick all the time. And then he decided, well, okay, I've, I've gotten what i wanted. I'm going to go back up and wait. So he started putting muscle on. So he he still had the cut, he still had the bodybuilder physique, but he had some size. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what goes through these, these guys' heads that think,
1: well, that's the only way to do it. They have to have this extreme diet. Um, I don't know because um, that's the, no education. Yeah. Basically, no education because you. If here's the deal. If you can, if you're trying to add weight, like I'm doing right now, you want to add about a pound a week. Yeah. Because you can control that pound a lot better than if you try to. You know, look, I t- if tomorrow morning if I decide I want to gain 10 pounds, I could gain 10 pounds probably in two weeks. All I have to do is just, you know, go to fast food and eat all of that, and not not work out. and All of a sudden, I'd be a little Pillsbury doughboy. Yeah. And it wouldn't it wouldn't take much. But the other it goes the other way. and This is probably one of the things that we having him. You need carbs. Carbs are important for energy. Yeah. It sounded like he was eating carbs. It was sound like he was even eating cardboard. Yeah. And, uh, That's pretty uh, much what it was cannot have a 100% protein diet. He might even have, I, I think his pre-workout meal was banana. What was the well, end? that's a little bit of a tension. Your, your protein, <laughs> your, protein uh, you know, your, your liver and your system can only handle so much protein, and then it just dumps the rest of it out. It doesn't yeah. store protein. The body can store fat. The body cannot store protein. That's why you have to keep replenishing it all the time, because you, your body has to use that protein for, for muscles. And they they get their they get the energy from carbs and from fat. Fat's important against guys it could be my kids, but they're still masters. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. And um, I've also picked up my, uh, through the National Federation of Professional Trainers, I'm a, I'm a certified personal trainer. I received that. Um, the, one of my goals for last year, and I got it uh, on the 28th of uh, December. And I, so I achieved the goal of uh, becoming a certified personal trainer. I'm probably one of the oldest to ever get that designation and um, since my contest on the 4th of November I've added 20 pounds of body weight through diet to help add some lean mass I was 141 on stage and I am now a 164 today hoping to stay right around 164 to 170 and then diet down so the next year when I go on or when I go on the stage in September I'll be about 150 55 pounds about 10 pounds more than I was Last year to be a little bit more, a little bit more bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's that's what happened. So I don't know if you want to talk about it. Oh area. yeah, we
0: we can we can touch on that. I was wanting to touch on your new uh, nutrition and everything. So
1: okay. But uh, so let me. And uh, in, in what area, like this, like what what what, um, what
0: what what you ate to get into shape to go to contest and what your diet was like off season and all yeah. that. Hey, okay. It'll be
1: good because uh, yeah, we can we can talk about it. All right. Okay. Let me get this <laughs> Depending on what I'm trying to do, 30% sometimes is carbs, and maybe 40% protein. Sometimes that gets split. Right now, I'm trying. Bodybuilders fear is that when they lose the weight, they're going to lose muscle, and they will. The, the, there isn't any hard, fast rule, but but most bodybuilders believe that for every one pound of, for every three pounds of fat you lose when you're dieting, you'll lose a pound of muscle. That's why if you want to come in at a middle weight, 160 pounds on stage, you need to be up, you know, 13 weeks, 14 weeks up. You need to be up around 180, 185, so that as you diet down and lose and you know and lose that weight to get ready for the contest, for every three pounds of fat you lose, you're going to lose a pound of muscle. That's pretty much accepted. So, for in my case, for instance, I want to come in at um, 150. Nine, mu- 9 pounds heavier than I was last year. Yeah. I'm, si- I'm sitting right now at 164. And when it comes time, hopefully I'll be around 168 when I start dieting, about 13, 14 yeah. weeks now. So oh, yeah! I when I lose that pound of muscle, the three pounds of, uh, of uh, fat and that pound of muscle as it goes down, hopefully, uh, when I get on stage on the 8th of September in, in Georgia at the NGA Pro Show, I'll be 150. About four percent body fat, and I'll be ripped and lean and cut and defined and symmetrical, and and uh, I don't expect to win. By the way, I, I'm pretty realistic about that. I'm I'll be 64 when I'm on stage for the first time as a pro, up against other master pros who are 40 years and above. So I'll be against 40 or 50 year olds, basically who are young enough to be my sons. That <laughs> <laughs> wow! So <laughs> what I really want to do is place, you know, top five. If I could. I could play some oh, uh, if I can place fifth in my first pro show against these forty or fifty-year-olds, old Navy would be pretty satisfied with his first pro event. Now, see, I have to do two pro shows this year. Um, uh, you have to, uh, when you win your pro card, you have to validate that card by competing within two years, or you lose the card and you have to start all over again. I'm too old to start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so I'm good. going to compete in my first master pro show. NGA, which will validate my National Gym Association card on September the 8th, and then I'm going up to Canada on November the 3rd, I believe it is, a Saturday, and compete in uh, the IDFA Canadian Classic 3 Pro-Am, which will validate my Canadian Pro card, and then I'm going to come back two weeks later and do uh, NGA Night of Champions uh, Pro Master and Pro Figure show in Houston, Texas, so I'm doing three pro shows this year. But it was kind of, and the reason I'm telling you that, because I, I did want to talk about h- how I got through 10 months, 10 shows in 10 months last year, because it yeah. had everything to do with diet. So if you, if you figure it out, if you do the arithmetic, 10 shows in 10 months means that every about every four weeks I was doing a show. So it went something like this. I would diet down for the first show and walk on stage and be somewhere around 4% body fat and... Around 140, 141 pounds, and I'd compete. Saturday, <coughs> the rest of the troop, and Sunday yeah. morning, I'd have a great breakfast and have my scrambled eggs and hash browns and toast and coffee and uh, and uh, all kinds of great stuff. And then Monday morning, I'd start dieting again. Go right back yeah. on that contest diet for three more weeks. Get on the stage <laughs> and go do it again. Oh yeah, times in 10 months and it was, it was, it was incredible because uh, you know, I, I never gained any weight. I'd gained about 2 or 3 pounds between shows and then go right back down again. So I stayed lean and fit for 10 months and, and did 10 bodybuilding competitions. It was incredible. Now, 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 I'm, now I'm, I haven't done a show now since November and I'm not going to do a show until next September. So I've got all that time off. It's really very, very strange because right now uh, I'd be preparing for a show I did. My first show last year was February 25th, and I'd be preparing for that, but I'm not. And it's really strange because for the first time in in a couple years, I'm not dieting for a show. Instead, I'm trying to add weight to get bigger, (laughs) and I'm eating a lot. It's it's a whole different thing than preparing for a contest, uh, being off-season. And yet at the same time, it's real easy when you're off-season, to say, ah, screw it, man, I'm just going to eat, 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 and put on a whole bunch of weight and get your body fat up to 18%. real easy to do that. My body fat is still 7%. I can still see vascularity. and I haven't been on the stage since November. It's all diet. It's all control. It's all watching what you eat and monitoring it. And it's a lifestyle. Bodybuilding is a lifestyle sport. You've got to, and 80% of that lifestyle is involving eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't don't like food, don't be a bodybuilder. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, I see I see stuff on the
0: internet all the time about uh, different guys' routines, either on uh, bodybuilding.com or you reading the magazines. The pros do this or that. Uh, a lot of people said that Jake Cutler before the last Olympia, he was eating at least eight or nine times a day. Sure. And I see these guys doing this, and then I see these guys, these other guys, who idolize these guys. Reading magazines, yep. and so instead of doing by these guys, they go, oh, uh, you know, Jay ate, ate me over day, nine years ago before last and he, you know, beat Ronnie and yeah, no. you know, you know, stop history and all this stuff and blah
1: blah blah, and they're like, let's go get a burrito. Exactly.
2: <laughs> what? Exactly. No, you,
1: you're, you're absolutely right, and that, if you, you can tell. Look, look at it this way. One, less than one-tenth of one percent, I'm sorry, less than one-tenth, one, one hundred percent of every man who regularly works out in a gym today has ever competed in a bodybuilding show. It's a very small group. There, yeah. are, there are not that many of us. I mean, you go to a bodybuilding show and there are 40 or 50 or maybe 60, some of the larger shows, uh, 80, 90 athletes compared to who goes to gyms every day. You've got to, this is a, this is probably one of the toughest sports in the world. Not because I'm in it. I mean, I've played my share of golf. I've played my share of touch football. I've played my share of softball. and I've even done a little bowling and shot a little pool. This is the toughest sport, in my opinion, of just about any of them because it is a disciplined lifestyle sport. If you were going to be a bodybuilder and you were going to get yourself in condition, so that you can see every vein and every definition of every muscle, in your pecs, and your quads, and your lats, and your serratus, and your calves, and your abs, and you've got to get yourself positioned so that when you're up there, your skin is paper thin, and you're bristling with fine muscles, and you don't have a hair in your body because you had to shave it all off. And to get that, you know, you, you, you've done this now, it, it's taken you... Weeks and weeks and weeks, and all you have to show for it is 10 minutes on the stage. That's it. There you the go. The average competition is 10 minutes. You get your classes there, you, you do four-quarter turns, you do your eight mandatory poses, and if the judge wants to look look you over, you'll throw a few other ones in there, like up on your calves or show me your quads, show me your hamstrings, uh, uh, show me your serratus. Other than that, you're doing those poses a couple maybe they'll change a few people around and do a few more. That's it. And then you come back that evening. I mean and and that's the judging that's it. It's judged. That that eight minutes and prejudging, you're done. You don't know what you're gonna pl- how you're gonna place, but you're done. You come back that evening and you do your sixty second or ninety second posing routine for the audience. You line up again, do a couple of turns and you get your trophy. It's taken you ten 12 months, 13 weeks of dogged diet, drinking water, uh, watching what you eat, getting rest, doing your supplementation, and then the the contest prep, the posing, practicing your posing, the posing suit, the grooming, shaving, and you get on stage for 10 minutes after 10 months. (laughs) Now, you can say the same thing. Uh, you know, for an Olympic ice skater, they, they practice for four years, and they're on the ice for uh, three minutes, and if they fall, they lose it all. Well, the same thing. If you, if, you, know, you work it for ten months, you stand on the stage, and if it doesn't come out right, if your peak is not right, your water is bad, you're flat, or you, you didn't, you didn't, it didn't come out right, you didn't pump up right, lots of little things can go wrong. All that dieting, all that preparation, and you place fifth. <laughs> or you don't place. <laughs> and it's, really, it's really frustrating because you know cause what the worst the worst part about it is is that everybody always looks better most of the time most people always look better on Sunday morning. Like, Damn! Why isn't the contest today? <laughs> 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 because they, they picked up Sunday morning instead of on Saturday morning. It happens a lot. That's what Ben. That's Kenny said. said. Uh, they peak at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then they'll come back, to the evening show and they'll look better. Yeah, look that's good. what he said. He, he always doesn't want to peak early.
0: He's, yeah. uh, I'll ask him questions. I'll be like, well, you know, uh, when are you actually going to stop training and, and hit your peak? And He goes, there's sometimes I've not hit it until the day before. There's sometimes I hit my peak a day early. He says, there's sometimes guys hit their peak a week before the competition.
1: Exactly. Well, that was kind of the, the interesting thing that, um, that uh, I found that, Uh, I've got figures. I have a website. Let me me go ahead and give myself a plug. www.bodybuildingsenior.com. www.bodybuildingsenior.com. Now I've got photographs up there in a gallery of every contest I've ever done, and you can see it's dramatic. From March 2005, when I did the NPC Northern Kentucky show, yeah, the last one I did, the IDFA and or I, I I'm sorry. uh, uh, international Drug-Free Athletics in Canada, the Canadian Classic Show, it's dramatic. Uh, and, and, every, every and all the shows, the 10 shows that I did in 2006, each time I got a little bit better. I got a little bit harder. I got a little bit more defined. It just I was, I was so tuned in that I, that I actually was able to peak, and the best show that I had was the last show, the Canadian Classic. I looked better at that show than I looked at any other show, uh, in The whole ten months. It was just, it was just interesting because it, you know you learn from each show. You learn what works. You learn about the water. You learn about the manipulation. You learn about the carb, a uh, little bit of depletion, and then when they throw it back in. You sometimes you try a little niacin. Sometimes you try a little potassium. Uh, you know, and, and you just figure out. You just try to figure out what's going to work for you, because one of the other things that that, that uh, you know there's, there's no textbooks on, on this, James. Yes. Yeah. Everybody. Every Everybody. Is different. Everybody's everybody's body. Everybody's <laughs> we're all different. <laughs> and what may work—that's that, why, for instance, if somebody says, "Here, go. This is your diet." Well, that may be a diet for a guy who weighs 155 pounds, but it may not be a diet for a guy who weighs 175 pounds. Everybody's got to figure that Damn out. Right. What works? And that's why it's a hard, thats why it's one of the most difficult sports because basically you don't have a bat in your hand, you don't have a glove on your hand, you don't have a golf ball. All of it is is you. You're standing up there with a little suit that barely covers the subject, and you're throwing it all out there for the judges in about ten minutes, all the work that you've done. It's hard, and I love it. I have a passion
0: for it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> how long do you think you're going to be going with all this? You think, you think they're going to be like uh, some of these guys like Larry I'm Scott? Scott or something. I'm, going to,
1: I'm going to stay. James, I'm going to stay in the game. Um, I'm going to test judge the um, WNSO Fame uh, Georgia Open. They've invited me to do it, be a test judge for that show. Oh, kick-ass! And, and that'll be on April the seventh in Marietta, and then um, three weeks later, uh, Sean Sullivan uh, up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, he runs the uh, OCB Spirit of America. He's asked me to be a contest judge for, for that show. I competed in that show last year, and he's asked me to come back and judge it. So, I'm, and I'm going to. I'm probably going to start judging Uh, I'll be I'm going to do my three pro shows this year I'll be 64 I'll probably try to do a couple of pro shows um, when I'm 65 maybe two but there's one other thing going on on the uh, 12th of May I've been invited to the NGA show out in Utah as their guest poser so (laughs) uh, I'm going out to the show and and uh, just to be a guest poser and, and so I've got that going. So, you know, they like seeing an old man who knows how to dance and prance. You know, <laughs> who's won three best tro- a, a poser awards and a world championship and two pro cards. That's a little bit of a um, you know, celebrity type thing. And so they invited me out there to be the guest poser for this show in Utah. And I've never done, done guest, a guest poser stint before. Uh, so I'm going to go do that. So I've got guest posing. I've got judging. I've got a little bit of um, professional shows. And uh, hopefully some. one of the things that I'm doing and one of the reasons I gave my site is, uh, as a personal trainer, I am now working with athletes around the country yeah. in what I call distant training. I've got a one of the reasons I'm going to Utah is because I'm taking a guy who's 60 years old to his first master's show, and I've been working with him long distance with training plans and diets and advice and so forth, which I'm not supposed to do, but you know, I'm still Quiet. giving him advice. But you know. yeah. <laughs> But I'm helping him. He, he, he emailed me. He came to my website. And he said, I'm 60 years old. I've always wanted to do a show. I don't know anything about it. Can you help me? And I said, yes. So I'm, I'm working with a guy who's 40 years old, 60 years old. I'm personal training one-on-one. My training partner at Gold Gym is 40 years old, and he's going to do a master show. And I'm, I'm basically, we're training partners, but I'm his personal trainer. I'm working with another guy in Florida who's just overweight and he wants to lose 40 pounds. I'm working with him basically online uh, with chats, online with email and voicemail and cell phone. And I'm basically helping these guys with distance training. So that may develop one of these days into something interesting. And uh, those guys are on my site uh, with their pictures called Friends of Old Navy's. If anybody wants to see some of Old Navy's clients, just go to www.bodybuildingsenior.com and you'll see all about my distance training. Well, i am telling you, so what am I doing with It's It's I'm a great program. Ahead. I'm staying in the game, you know. With with, uh, yeah. with uh, I'm helping with diets. I'm helping with training. I'm training myself. I'm competing. I'm judging. I'm, uh, I'm doing some. I'm helping people learn how to pose, and um, I'm having a great time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's a um, it's a heck of a program that you're putting together because
0: you can take and that's one thing I liked about the internet when I first got into it and I was doing the unsigned bands and stuff is that these guys could put the music out. And they can be known all over the world. And um, i noticed that the bodybuilding community has picked up that sort of chain. And what, you know, if a guy in New Hampshire who doesn't have, who, who has, let's say, a G and C, but there's nobody that works there that knows what the hell they're doing, he can get on bodybuilding.com or he can get on bodybuildingsenior.com. And he can get on all these different websites okay. and he can say, okay, I've got uh, three brands of creatine here that I'm thinking about buying, but I don't have a lot of money to spend, what should I buy? And guys like you and guys like Lane Morton from Bodybuilding.com, others get on there and they go, well, you know, you don't want to buy this because this has got these side effects, or you don't want to buy this because you're not really getting anything out of it, and then the whole diet issue and... It's it's a it's a wealth of knowledge and I'm glad that a guy like you is out there sharing your knowledge and you know, like you said, you're you're taking you're taking a guy you're training with you, you're getting the guest
1: pose and then he's gonna go up there and have the time of his wife. That's right. It's it's and great. And he's being trained by old navy, so he's getting the best. Well, that too. And and assured he will walk away with a trophy. That's the plan. <laughs> that is the plan, yeah. And uh He's just a and, he, and a right. It's interesting because he, he lives in Wyoming and he drives a snowplow. And he said he's always on the road, and so now he's got his uh, he's got his, uh, his soft pack with his ice uh, ice deal with his, with his meals. He takes it with him on the road because he's on the road all day long clearing. You know, Wyoming. He's clearing roads all day long. So that's what he does for a living. And uh, and we we chat on the cell phone and we talk about you know I've, I've worked in working when I posing. I like sent him a video, and um, we got his, We ordered his posing suit. We're talking about you know some, some exercise plans that he's working on, and, and, and it's working. And, and one of the reasons, you hit it on the nose. He, he found me on the Internet, and he went to a local gym yeah, where he lived, and he tried to get the personal trainers there and to tell them that he wants to be a competitor. He wants to do it. And they kind of looked at him like, why, old man? Yeah. You know, what are you doing? You know, why, you know, I can help you get into shape. But you, what, why are you doing Why do you want to do that? There was nobody there to encourage and help him with his dreams. There was nobody that wanted to take the time to work with him because he wasn't cute, he wasn't hot, he wasn't muscular. He was just an older guy who wanted to get in shape and stand in the state see if he could get himself into shape and, and, and be a be a grandmaster in a bodybuilding show. Nobody, he said, I couldn't get anybody to pay any attention to me until I found you. And you know, and so I'm his personal trainer. I'm his distance trainer. Um,
0: And and that's one thing that when when we have you back that we'll have to discuss, and that's the whole personal training thing. Because there's a lot of good trainers out there who aren't certified. There's a lot of good trainers out there who are certified. And then there's the ones that aren't good who aren't certified and the ones who aren't good who are certified.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I can can take 30 seconds to tell you how I feel about it. It it really bothers me when I see a personal trainer who is uh, looking Mm -hmm. at his watch, or looking at himself in the mirror or herself in the mirror while while the their athlete or their client is sitting there and what they're doing is they're putting a pen in and they're counting the reps and they're they're leading them to the next machine and setting them down. There's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no form. Your feet aren't flat. You're not sitting up straight. I've even seen personal trainers uh, teach uh, behind the neck lap pull downs uh, with heavy <coughs> weights and I'm saying with the head bent forward, I am saying I feel like screaming at them, what are you Doing, but you know it's none of my business. I'm not a I'm not a personal trainer, uh, you know, working at that gym. So I just mind my own business. However, if I'm on the floor, and I see a guy, uh, and I, I'm I'm pretty friendly about it. But if I see a guy who's picking up a 45 pound dumbbell, and he is heaving the dumbbell, and said, Look at me, I'm curling the dumbbells. I said, You know, why don't you put that dumbbell down and pick up this 20 here, put your shoulders back, grab the dumbbell, and ro- roll it up slowly, and then squeeze that bicep, and then let it go down slowly. Do that a few times. Well, they pick up that 20-pound dumbbell, and instead of heaving 45 pounds using momentum and the pendulum effect, they actually lift the weight. They look at me like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. (laughs) Yes, it does hurt, but your biceps will get bigger if that's what you're trying to do. So, you know, I'm I'm into the whole idea of form and style and doing the exercise, correctly and doing the exercise safely. I've, I've worked out now for 15 years and with the exception of a little bit of a tendon pull that I, that I have in my bicep, uh, I have never had an injury in the gym in 15 years. I've never, you know, I don't have any rotator cuff problems. I don't have any knee problems. And I'm squatting, you know, six times six at 285 and then one time 30 at uh and that, that, that's a set of exercises I do for my squats, and my knees are fine. I, do I use a belt? Yeah. Why do I use a belt? Because it gives you support. The guy says, I don't need no belt, man. I yeah. need a belt. It restricts yeah, that, 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 that's oh, that's well, my that Yeah, that's my favorite argument, too. It restricts my motion. Well, how about when, you, when it crushes your, your spine, your vertebrae, because you don't have proper form, and, you're, and you're, your back all of a sudden rounds over and it pops. Where are you then? Get the belt on, please. Back <laughs> off. Come on. Well, i tell you, it's that's been a of a subject, isn't it? Well, see, there you go.
0: Well, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great conversation once again, my friend. Uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you in the spring. We'll definitely have to uh, to touch on the personal training thing and probably sure. touch on uh, what people need to do to get in shape for the summer because that's going to be the big thing coming up here pretty soon. Once all the ice and everything melts, everybody's gonna be like oh I gotta get that I got to get that beach body I gotta get
1: out there and uh, you know get the ladies you know so well I, I have to laugh because I always expect on January 2nd which happened again this year the resolutioners come into the gym that's what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to go oh yeah yeah they what they're doing they'll sit down and they'll run from machine to machine they'll huff and puff and they'll have their their, their designer uh uh, stuff on. Oh yeah. I'd say about uh, oh, 23rd of January, just passed. Uh, just it's just coming up. They're gone. Oh, They're you give them three them. three weeks and then they realize <laughs> this stuff is hard. I don't have time <laughs> for this. So I this seen guys good. come in and and they sign up and uh, my buddy Kenny Warner just told me this on a couple of occasions. And he
0: he used to run a gym in Emporia, Kansas, and he goes, yeah. you know, all, all the K-State kids and all the. Uh, uh, Kansas State kids that come down and, you know, they're, they're all ready to go and they're going to, you know, kick ass and take names and, you know, all this crap. They sign up for these six-month memberships and they buy the T-shirt and they buy the belt and they buy all this stuff and they work out two days and then you never see them again. That's right, revolutionaries. And they're, too, they're either too embarrassed to come in and cancel their contract and see if they can get out of it, or they
1: think, well, you know, once I heal up or once I get the motivation again, I'll go back. I'll come back for the summer. Yeah. and Then they'll they'll come in for two days, two or three days. Then the, there is more. I, I will say there is more um, desire to get buff in the summer because the beach is coming and you want to show your pecs. You know, it's all about yeah. pecs and biceps and, the, and for these guys. And so they will they will come in more. They'll start coming in uh, in March April to get ready for the summer. And then, but but the resolutioners come in on January 3rd and by the 23rd they're gone. <laughs> Let <laughs> me get our gym back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you,
2: there you go. go. As
1: usual, it's been fun. Uh, oh, yeah. I have one more plug. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Bodybuildingsenior, one word, bodybuildingsenior.com. Visit my website. and The heck of uh, website. Listen to this program. And, by the way, this program, uh, as soon as uh, James uh, airs it, uh, as soon as you guys the, the G.D. Jaguar show gets there aired, you go. Uh, um, then I will... Uh, Pull it off and uh, put it on my website. I've got your other show uh, that we did on my website, yeah. and it's up there uh, uh, right on my home page called Radio Interviews. So you'll be able to hear it uh, on your on your spot on the internet. You'll be able to hear it uh, on my uh, website also. Oh
0: yeah, and I'll tell you, your website just it just gets better and better
1: every time I go over there. Thank you. So it keep up the good work, my friend. And uh, friend and you and this, and uh, as I always like to end it, let's train hard but let's train natural. There you go. Um, We'll see you in the spring, my friend. Talk to
0: you again.
1: Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Later. Hey, this is Dutch. You're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar. So strip up those clothes, grab that bowl of jello, and let's get busy.
0: JiggyJaguar.com
1: Download
2: all the past bits and best interviews with new things added each week at JiggyJaguar.com we're off and running here on the Jiggy Jig What You Show. We're talking to Pimpin' Ken. The website is Pimpin'Ken.net. he is the got the brand new book out of the 48 Laws of the Game, Pimpology by Pimpin' Ken. Pimpin' Ken, welcome to the big show. Thank you for having me. I'll tell you, this is, uh, are, are you going to get into, did you get two short permission before you do put you at Pimpology on the front of this book? Well, you know, uh so it's like my little brother the book. Hey, I thought he was a lot of games. You know I mean? so lot of knowledge comes from 50 kids. You read the book, you know how good the book is, man. You know oh yeah. Well I'll tell you, you're 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 like our uh geez, Probably our first pimp ever. Which is annoying for this show because I would like to have more. So. <laughs> Spread the word. We want more pimps on the Jiggy Jaguar show. Spread it to your brethren get a little bit of chick daddy. Well well, I'll tell you this is um god, I don't even know where where to even begin with this thing. Uh I guess I guess the guess the idea would be um why write Write a a book book about this? Well basically it's it's a book of life. If you really read the book it's you know it it gives a little example of my life and then it goes on into like life experiences, like such as persistence. Uh you know, never quit or win and never quit, you know, and to quit and never win. Basically stuff like that, whatever the mind believes and conceives seize the mind and achieve. This is the same thing you might tell a woman. <laughs> but when you apply it to the pragmatism in the everyday life, then it makes more sense. For example, for you to okay, say for example, uh P I M P which means put it in my pocket. Don't you want it in your pocket? Pretty much. <laughs> your pimp, see? see what I'm saying, you get it, use the pimp. So that's what I'm trying to teach people. Anybody who want it in their pocket, they a pimp. The first law is first, first, and slash. Okay, when you go to McDonald's, you order two beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, pickles on your industry bun. That's a Big Mac. That's what I am. I'm a Big Mac. But you don't pay for, the, you pay for the Big Mac at window one. You don't get it to window two. You see what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's you know Uncle Sam, right? Uncle Sam have his money. Otherwise, he will put you up on the pimple rest real quick. You pick a line. Okay, run oh, yeah. ice. The Isley Brothers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, they, gave, they just gave up three years. So, I mean, Uncle Sam is one of the biggest pimps of them all. And, I mean, I don't say that to be trying to make mockery of the government, but I'm just trying to say that in every situation there's a pimp oh, and a hope. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You, you, you pimping somebody. I don't know if it's your sponsor. I mean, <laughs> if somebody, if somebody paying you some money, you wouldn't be on the air. You wouldn't be doing this show if you wouldn't get paid. Thank but you. Also, somebody's pimping me, too. Somebody's I mean, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. Somebody's always being pimp. So, what the book Pimpology does, it shows you how to recognize, you know, the pimp in everybody, and not to be the hope. It's like the surreal uh, intellectual side as well as a, 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 just the a everyday side for you know the people that's just in the streets, you know, the guys that you know they go to school, the guys that just want a little bit more game, want to know how to deal with women a little bit better. I mean, we got, it, we got a little something for everybody, man. You know, Robert Green wrote a book called The 48 Laws of Power. You remember that? Yes, indeed. Okay, well, this is like the street version or the urban version of The 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> you know, it's very easy read. I mean, it, it, it's got Machiavellian principles. It shows you how to how to, you know, how to defeat your enemy. It, it show you, it teaches you not to trust no one. It teaches you how not to outshine the master. You know all the things that you were learning before they lost the game, but more on a practical level. I mean, you don't have to learn about all these inputs. You know, Robert Greene is a good man, but anybody could have wrote that book who had a Yale, Harvard, or uh, uh, Oxford degree. Yeah. I mean, who got a degree in research? See, with this book here, it's actually my life. You see me on Fifty Cent video, PIMT, Pimpin' Kid said on Down. You heard me on Little Side uh, album, pimpkin.net. Uh, sell it to a drip drop. where well, you heard me on Two Short Albums. You heard me on Mac 10 album. I'm on the new UGK album, uh, track five on the second disc. All the rappers, they love me because I give them games. So they said, Ken, why don't you take this knowledge that you give us and show us how to, when I show them how to pimp the record labels and how not to get pimp out the record labels, teach them what the escalation clause and what a non collateralization clause is and how to actually beat the system. They said, why don't you write a book for everybody? And that's what I did. I got <laughs> me a quarter million dollars. I mean, how many people, you know Will Smith? I got more money than Will Smith to write his (laughs) book. I got more money than Al Sharpton. They paid me more money to write this book than any other guy got paid for writing that book. And my book is the number one uh, urban selling book in the country right now. Wow. That's crazy.
1: And that's just hard work
2: right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, People love it. I mean, once you read it, it's not about pimping. People think it's about pimping. It's about pimping, but not as far as telling flesh. It ain't that kind of pimping. It's pimping on you know, how to pimp yourself. You know, like yeah. how to pimp your ride? Well, I'm teaching you how to pimp yourself. Nice. I'm teaching you how to, you know, how, how to go in corporate America and benefit, how to use other people's money in order to invest. You know, if you want to get real estate, there's certain things that they teach you that you can do to go get money from different entities where you can use that money and purchase homes and purchase cars and purchase all types of things without using your own money. Now, that's pimping. You oh, know yes. how can a president win <laughs> the election? How can a president win the election? He only win the popular vote. Say there you go. That's pimping right there, my friend. Well I'll tell you I was one of the one of the most interesting uh, laws of the book, Law forty five, get rid of the word if. Give us a little yeah. information on that. Well basically you know we always say if I can do this, if I can do this, if I can do that, if I had more money, if I was more pretty, if I was white, if I was black, if I had a fat girl, if I had a skinny girl, if the and as with pops and pans, the whole world be made of a kitchen. So we got to get rid of that if word and get into the I can. You know what I mean? And once you, once you understand that you can do anything that your mind believes and can see, then you will be able to achieve it. And that's what we're trying to teach people. We're trying to teach people. Go for what you know. Take that personal initiative. Take that first step. Have a desire, a burning desire. Once you okay. have a burning desire, there's nothing that you can't acquire. Well, I'll tell you, 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 you said it all right there, my friend. That's that's great, well, one thing I noticed with uh this is not the first book that's uh been put out about uh been put out by a pen, and uh I know that the Bishop Don Magic Wong pretty much just opened the door for all you guys to get out there and get that paper what is it is it kind of a jealousy thing, or do you guys just all like he just opened the door we're just walking through it well see Bishop in his case, his sister wrote his book. I yeah. actually wrote everything in my book. I mean, those are actually my experiences. Now, the thing with with, 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 with the pimp game is that if you if you are really a pimp in a literal sense, like help girls out there selling their body, of course there's going to be competition because you get the money from the girls, so everybody wants that girl. But when you yeah. pimp it on this level, then we kind of come together, we work together because we pimp it on a corporate level. We're going from the ghetto streets to the executive streets, from the ghetto blocks to the wall street spots. You know, from the consumer to the entrepreneur. So now it's, it's inevitable that we come together and we collaborate and work for a common cause and a common goal. And the goal is to get money. And that's what we want to teach people is how to get money, how to pimp the system. I mean, I go all over America and I get in these VIP places. I don't pay a dime. All these rappers, they get on my albums, they get in my books, they get in my movies, they do it for free. Not saying that I'm pimping on them, but I'm saying that, hey, we could pimp together. You do something for me, you get on my album, you get on my. You get in my movie, I get in your video. I get on your album. And I'm trying to teach them about the barter system. You know, like in the early 1800s, that's how we did business in this country. It was a barter system. I mean, it, it was some big pimping going on. So now we're trying to bring that pimping back. So when, who, who wins? The artists win because now I'm able to use the budget that you got from your record label or you able to use the budget that I got from my film company and we able to promote each other and blow each other up a little more and in the process of that, make more money. Now the fans want to see you more because they see you on TV. They're more fanatical. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to take the game to a whole nother level and, and not dispute with one another and not argue and not fight. Because I, I me, mean, I'm 44. I've been to game since Jaws was a goldfish since I was knee-high to a fly. I, I got more game and I kind of got poke beans and definitely more flavor than now later. I'm the one that told hoping to let a whole other blow up. I'm the one that's going to look out for you like a cookout. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm the one that you need need to uh, believe in. Because I'm telling you, I'm going to lead you to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Believe that. And trust me, it is truly seven colors in the rainbow. I've seen every one of them and wear them every day. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I'm just giving you the the, 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 They call me Dr. Vester World's greatest girl tester. You might have seen me on the Bob Barker show, the Price is Right, the murder Griffith Show for three days and three nights.
1: I'm I'm famous, I'm famous, only one thing.
2: Cookies and I break cookies. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> right now. Okay. Right now. I hear you, man. That's great. Why, why, why do, you do you say, say it's on Amazon.com? And go oh yeah, this and this, this, this is the, the book big book. thing. It's, it's all over it's the place. Borders is in Borders. It's in it's on Walmart website. It's in. <laughs> uh, uh, would, Nobles, would, so, how, um, how did you pull that <laughs> off? <laughs> because the book, the book Getting is on, really on Walmart's website. Hey, if you go to. And look at the book The book is in the self-help section Of any one of these stories Burns and Nobles Books of orders Because it really actually It's a psychological upliftment yeah. it, it, I mean You know I mean there's people That you meet in life That are poets That are uh, articulate Who are great speakers You know like Malcolm X He was a great speaker But he was in prison Paul in the Bible He wrote all of the New Testament Mostly But he was in jail He wrote yeah. it from jail so, I mean, it's people who come from downtrodden and, and low-life uh, situations who are actually talented but never get the opportunity. So once the opportunity was given to me, people could see that I'm actually a good writer. I'm actually a person who really experienced some things. I can actually teach you the same thing as Sun Tooth or Prince Machiavelli or Robert Greene or David Lieberman or Zig Ziglar. I mean, I have that same information. It's just that I have not been privy to be certain circles. So Simon Schuster, for some reason, somehow they was able to find out who I was and they was able to pump me to the level that I need to be And Now, I'm, I'm number one in the country. I mean, people, I mean, my book is, is to talk at all coffee tables. I mean, white, black, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Vietnamese, you know, black, white, spotted, you name it, I got it. <laughs> black, crippled, crazy, as long as they ain't lazy, man. They are it about me. Well, I'll tell you, the, uh, the, the book is just phenomenal. It, it's just flying yes. off the shelves. Just the to get it. They need to get it. They need to get it. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm why not. they need to get it? And why because they have to get it? Because for years, no one really knew how the pimp think. This is going to give you an idea of how the pimp think. Now, for mothers out there who have daughters who don't want their daughters to get caught up in the game, this would be a good book to let them read or you read, and you'll be able to be up on this game that's going on right now. For all uh, the young men... I'm just saying in the sense that, okay, if a woman, if you're chasing a woman yeah. and you, you're trying to have her, that's going to make her madder. She, she's not going to want to be with you. But if you let her chase you, then the one that's being chased is the one who's more apt to be the one that's going to win the game. You know, I teach you about trust. And a lot of us, you know, we want to trust everybody, but there's not no trust in this game. I said, with friendship, again, pimping, pimping in, and that's in most life. I mean, you know, you know when you're doing business, you do know, business, you know, when the stock drops, you drop the stock. Business should be the main purpose of doing the business. I mean, it's not personal. It's business. Yeah. And that's some of the things that these young people need to know because they're listening to all this rap, and all they're hearing is a lot of yip yap But when they <laughs> sit down and they, listen and they read a book for me, I mean, they're definitely going to get some knowledge. They're going to get some news they can use. I'm going to take them to the next level. Why do you think that the uh, the pimp has like become like the, the pop culture superhero in this country? Because one of the things is because they they fascinated by it. they don't know who the pimp is. I mean the pimp has never been exposed. We know about the gangsters through fifty cents, we know about the drug dealers through masterpiece, you know, we know about you know the you know the, 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 the gangster and the pimping and the rapping through Pimp C of U G K. You know, mm-hmm. we know about all these people, but one thing we don't know is how the pimp thinks, you know, how you actually think. So oh, yeah. that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people know, how can this one guy control all these women and drive Rolls voices and wear Gator shoes and <laughs> not work? I mean, wh- who is this guy? Yeah. And that's what people are anxious to know. I mean, and because people don't know it, because it's kind of like a mystical character kind of uh, an enigma people is really fascinated about it they just want to break the code. and now you got people like myself and Diane Wine and other uh, Pimp C who are out here in paper chase who are out here that's doing uh, uh, who's pretty much kind of like giving a little information out here and there that's kind of making it better for the people you know what I mean they're loving it and they like feel like okay this is the only thing in America we know about the Al Capone and all these other people these other gangsters this is the only Side of, uh, of, of the street life that we've never been able to tap into and I think that's why people are so happy that they're tapping into something that they weren't privy to previously well I'll tell you Pimpin' Ken the book is just flying it's just phenomenal Pimpology 48 Laws of the Game by Pimpin' Ken it's it's out in stores all over the place Pimpin' Ken.net's the website you just you're all we got over you got a copy signed for you oh yeah I got I got my okay. copy Right here. So Everybody I'm else got to get it. Everybody else got to walk out Email me. Email me at wealthmaster at dot net, and I would uh, definitely send you a signed copy. All oh, right. so I want you to have a signed copy so, you know, I really enjoy the spirit in which you gave this interview. I mean, a lot of people they do interviews and they kind of got a negative disposition, but you actually. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, this, 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 this is the man. perfect forum for you, my friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> this this is definitely the perfect uh, form. I tell you that it it's just flying, like I was saying, just flying off the shelves. Pimpology, Forty Eight Laws of the Game by Pimpin Ken, PimpinKen dot net. You're just all over. You're pimp. like, uh, what was it, an American pimp then? One pimp, uh, pimping from the nation's capital all the way to the pineapple. <laughs> yeah, it's <kids live>, <laughs> just kids all over the place, brother.
1: You know, you know I started, I,
2: I'm the one that started the movie, uh, Pimps Up Hold On. I'm the one that ended the movie. Oh, yeah. You were the big star. Oh, 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 that was me, yeah. Was you were the They always say when they roll credits at the end of, like, TV shows or, or movies, they're like the last guy mentioned, is the main star. And you were the end of the movie. So you were the main star, my friend. <laughs> did, you actually know, did you know that I actually was the consultant for the film? Wow, really? All those all those characters I brought there, I got more money than all of them together. I was the only one that literally got paid. And at the same time they was filming, I was filming a movie that I got called Off the Uncut, which you can get at my website. Yeah, I, I was actually filming that movie at the same time. So, I mean, a lot of people don't know, I came into the game, the entertainment business, uh, on the business side. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I negotiate. I had lawyers and, I mean, everything. I mean, I brought them to a little small town called Milwaukee, actually with my... Uh, family stay at now, yeah. And we was able to bring uh, HBO there, and HBO did more filming in Milwaukee. When you see the players ball on HBO. Yeah, that's that's, that's my players ball. We see the chick big legs. I brought it to the table. Come Snooky. I brought him to the table. All of those scenes you seen in the strip club. All of that Vegas stuff. That was all my <laughs> my my stuff. Wow. Look, I, look look look. Oh, just roll the credits and look at HBO you know and get this see is it, uh, Ken Ivy. that's my real name yeah. Ken Ivy Consultant and wow really that's awesome. great Ken that's awesome <laughs> yeah. Pimpin' Ken yeah. joins us on the program Pimpology 48 Laws of the Game thank you Pimpin' Ken definitely have to have you back sometime soon my friend yes I, I got your number but I'll call you get yeah. definitely we'll put, we'll put you in the we'll put you on the roster of frequent guests we have on the big show ok yeah I'll be doing that baby Alright. Okay, I'm gonna give you a countdown here and then just uh give me a little radio drop and we'll stick that in. Let me tell you what to say. Uh basically you just need to uh mention the book, the website, who you are. Just the book. Just do what you do, brother. You don't want to say about two? No. No, we have a we have a liner guy and basically what he does is he, he mentions a uh, past guest and then we roll into your liner, and then it says something about for more uh, for more on this guest, another guest. Check out the website, and then it gives the website address to go download the interviews. If you want to give me it, if you want to give me another drop too, or mention something about me, that's fine too. I'll Wait, just, you want me to just use Jiggy Jaguar for my drop. Okay, Jig. I'll, I'll give you a count down here when you're ready. Okay, you ready? Yep, three. Two One What up this is your boy Pippin Kid. I'm chilling with my man Jiggy Jaguar You know what I'm saying We do a real B.I.G. Get in and fit in If you can't fit in Jiggy Jaguar Pippin King will definitely squeeze in Hey what up this is your boy Pippy King The author of the book The 48 Laws of Game And not the 48 Laws of Shame Please believe it You can copy that right now At my website net. You notice that What I said on little John I fell asleep Drip drop, wet. The Milwaukee vet Not the pet Who believe that the best of both worlds is going down that's the movie too you dig me young Jeezy, 50 Cent T.I. Pimp C. Major Pimpology Uncut by me and Too Short hey it's going down baby we got Ice-T in there it's going down so y'all make sure y'all get that book get these movies holler at me at net. if you want to email me email me at net. if you want to man whatever you want to do just go to the bookstores and get the book at Barnes and Nobles Borders books a million wherever books is sold Simon Schuster we love you for this opportunity my man Jackie Jaguar love you too baby thanks Ken I appreciate it brother I'll get you an email this evening uh, let you know where the interview aired and everything and uh, take care of all that business okay okay my man Jaguar okay. alright definitely thanks for being on the show man I appreciate you yeah. having me on the show brother. we'll talk to you soon man later alright have a good evening later Hey, this is Dutch. You're listening to the Jiggy Jaguars. So strip up those clothes, grab that bowl of Jello, and let's get busy. JiggyJaguar.com.